Hi, friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm the number one normal, Kayla. Here with me is my twin, Kali J. Hey, quack, quack, babies. And guess what? It's freaking Pride Month, baby. And because of that, we got some pride business to attend to. And by that, I mean we have a guest. (laughs) Is that the way to introduce a guest? We'll see. So... (laughs) Our guest is the host of the Not Your Final Girl podcast. They're also a rocker. And if you say tune till the end, they'll be playing us a little tune. And that will be Ariel Dyer. Hi. Yippee-doo. <laughs> I'm here. Hell yeah. Welcome. Thanks for having me. It's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> We famously had um, your podcast co-host Candace on, I don't know when that was, October? Oh, I think it was October. Yeah. I think it was yeah. like for spooky season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What movie was that? Gone Girl. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I, I fucking I, hated that movie. I just listened to that. I just listened oh, to yeah? that episode to like prepare. I was love. You, you were uh, ripping into it. It was incredible. I hated it. Yeah. We both hated the film. Candace famously tortured us. <laughs> yes. I love it. It's typical Candace. <laughs> she specifically picked that movie to be antagonistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, that's fun too. <laughs> like, I, I am glad I saw it though. Yeah. If only to have the knowledge. Yeah. Now I we can like participate it. in conversations or whatever. Because that's like yeah. one of those movies that just like people talk about it, you know? Yes. Now we know what was going on there. (laughs) You figured it out. Not a lot. Solve the crime of Gone Girl. (laughs) So we should talk about being queer, probably. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's out ourselves. Yeah. um, Should we come out? Oh, shit. (laughs) Literally can't stop coming out most of the time. Um, I've been having job interviews and I just keep accidentally coming out during them and i'm like well sorry (laughs) wait that's amazing i want to like give me a little taste what does that look like (laughs) um well i famously run my local community's pride group uh i actually founded it so in doing these job interviews i've had to like talk a lot Mm. about that because there's like a Mm -hmm. lot of that's my more like business job or whatever even though i do not get paid for it Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so i had to be like you know, talking about this pride group and then just be like, well, I am queer, you know, not to come out, but it's just, (laughs) that's how, that's why it's important to me. (laughs) Yeah, it comes out in a contextual manner. It's not like you're just like, I'm really excited to work here. I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was hoping it was to be honest with you. One place I applied to was like an HIV clinic for a HIV outreach coordinator. You know, that's, basically means like going to gay clubs and like (laughs) handing out free condoms or whatever so i have to be like well i'm fam so like it's i'm comfortable in those environments (laughs) or whatever so anyway can't stop coming out of the closet (laughs) but you know what i think coming out of the closet rocks i think everyone should do it if you can and i think coming out of the closet empowering not only to myself but also to uh baby queers And I can't tell you how many baby queers have come out to me because I talk about being queer all the time, (laughs) which is such an honor. So therefore, 
I continue to just be a big queer uh, beam of light. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yes. So what's to be said? Um, Should we talk about specifically how we're queer? Do you think that's important? What do you think? I mean, sure. Okay. So here's what I'll say. I don't love labels uh, in general. I don't like being boxed. But I'd say I typically identify as I go back and forth between queer or bisexual and I'm always non-binary. So that's kind of where I stand. So Ariel, how about you? Okay, I I also go by, sometimes I'm like, just general queer, that seems easier. I'm always yeah. ace, always ace, baby. Um, Hell yeah. But I guess technically, like, if you want to be technical, I guess I'd say pan-romantic, but that just feels like I like people way more often than I do. But <laughs> if you want to be technical, that's it. That's the way. And maybe like gray ro- gray arrow too shit yeah there's so many options there's, that's why the queer thing's just easier queer's just easiest that's what i say too <laughs> yeah yeah queer in my opinion beautiful term i mean such a great catch-all uh, i know not everybody feels mm-hmm. great about that term but for me i think it's beautiful and i love it and i and i do use it as shorthand uh much easier than going into details. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how much time do you have? If anyone ever asks a question, <laughs> do you do you really care? Are you are we gonna do it? <laughs> Kali, how about you? Oh God. Uh, I mean, look. Yeah. I love Lindsay. Mm-hmm. That's that's really all that matters to me. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done a whole lot of uh... introspection on the topic. No, because yeah. I. It's it's pretty easy to just say like yeah I'm straight yeah I've always uh, it's dated. easy as like a straight man yeah to like never have to break that down for yourself to just yeah. let it coast yeah and mm-hmm. like yes I, I I don't want to like over or downplay myself I've done work and I have like done introspection and thought about you know what am I really attracted to but at the end of the day a lot of the times it's just like yeah maybe I am just kind of a cishet white guy huh. all right i like that you consult it multiple times though you're like check it out check out the database now is everything is anything different run the numbers again now yeah you get little crushes on guys though yeah i do but it's not really you know it's different okay 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 I also think you famously have gotten straighter during quarantine, so we'll see what happens once, <laughs> <laughs> once we open back up. You get a little more queerness entering back in your um, I tell you what, close yes, community. Pre-quarantine, I was I was at a I had a very large queer presence in my life. Yeah, I still do. But just Jesus, you know, we've yeah. been isolated and stuff, so you're yeah. not getting the energy all the time anymore. No. Mm. But famously, we're going to be roomies here soon. Oh. <laughs> I'll be damned if you queer me. Try huh? <laughs> and stop me. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm going to be the mask. <laughs> Somebody You're stop the me? gay mask. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's actually how I identify. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. So we've talked about being queer and we're about to talk about it even more because (laughs) we have picked this movie, the 2014 film Pride. And um, Ariel picked this movie. So do you want to tell us why you picked this movie a little bit without like spilling too many beans? Hell yeah. So when you asked me to be on, I I thought of like a million movies because I really 
I still have a lot to learn about queer cinema, but like I love it, you know. Every, mm-hmm. So I try on, yeah. especially when something new comes out. Like I want to check it out. I want to see what's up. And this was on your list of kind of things on your radar. And so I remember I saw this. I've seen this one three times now, and I saw it when it came out in England. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, and and so I was like, ooh, I like that angle. Like I have history with this film. And when that was, that was when I was, I was like, oh, I'm not straight. Like, I was figuring shit out in my life. And mm-hmm. it's not like the mm-hmm. movie helped or anything like that. Like, I'm not going to be cheesy about it. I'm not like, this film <laughs> made me realize, because it did yeah. not. Um, it just, but it, like, coincides. Yes, it just happened yeah. to be um, at the same time. And, you know, Colin, you do union stuff. This film has yeah. the union angle. I'm obsessed. Like, I used to be a shop steward for my old job. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm reading a book about, like, union organizing right now. I'm into it. So I was like, this. there's too many good things to talk about. We gotta, it's gotta be pride. Hell yeah. 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 Hard to agree. <laughs> I guess I'll run through, there's a couple people in the cast that I recognized. George McKay, who plays the uh, young closeted guy, is in 1917, famously. Andrew Scott, who I was very excited to see in this, famously the hot priest from Free from yes. Fleabag. Yes. He's also in 1917. Dominic West. Oh, hell yeah. I, I mean, he's been in everything. The Wire, he's in The Crown recently. 300. He is in Spice World. <laughs> man, I fucking oh, love the Dominic range West. on this man. He yeah. was in the newest Tomb Raider movie. I mean, what hasn't he been in? Oh my god, <laughs> he's truly like him an, an iconic. Yeah. yeah, and then lastly, that I'm going to mention, Imelda Staunton, who is Professor Umbridge from uh, Harry Potter. Sorry to bring up at <laughs> in this month of our Lord uh, Pride <laughs> Month. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, did you mention our boy Bill Nye? Did you uh mention him? Bill Nye, the science guy? No, Bill No, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. <laughs> the British the British version. That's our that's you know, he was in no. uh Shaun of the Shaun Dead. Of the Dead. Thank you, yes. Oh, okay, no, I did not. Okay. Yeah. Well shout out to Sean, Bill Nye. Oh yeah. Yeah, Sean's stepdad. <laughs> yes. I don't really remember that movie if I'm being honest. I have seen it oh, though, really? several okay. times. It I guess it's just been a long time since i've watched it's it. worth revisiting yeah yeah hell yeah all right so yeah that's all the cast that i'm gonna say so kali what's our critic scores rotten tomatoes we got a 92 percent hell yeah metacricket 79 okay. all right okay. we famously right. hate metacritic <laughs> we do our, our yeah. enemy metacricket homophobic and, <laughs> yeah freaking eat my poo poo and uh google users we got 90 percent hell yeah a little wild okay. babies good pretty great overall so all right so let's watch the trailer and then we can get into it with the strike now entering its fourth month and in the face of unprecedented violence the government today insisted it will close 20 pits with the loss of over 20,000 jobs without that pit these villages are finished Mining communities are being bullied just like we are. What they need is cash. Yeah, because the miners have always come to our aid, haven't they? It doesn't matter. It's the right thing to do. So we are going to pick a mining town completely at random. Uh, Wales. Die! Your gays have arrived! Don't mind everybody. Name me the group you represent in this case. Lesbians and gays support the miners. I'm hoping you can clear something up for me about lesbians. It did surprise me. We'll let them get settled in first, shall we? Who? 
gaggle of gays and lesbians has come out in favour of the miners' strike. We've been backed up by perverts. We've been through some of the same things you've been through. Look, we raised this money because we want to help you, and that's it. Everything will be all right once they start to mix. What the hell do you think you're doing? Get out there and find a gay or a lesbian right now. I don't want to give them the wrong impression. Oh, right, because you're so bloody irresistible. Every day they're out collecting for us. What they're really doing is pushing their own agenda. You better shut her mouth or I'm going to do it. No, no. That's enough. It's you lot, is it? The gays? Yes, lesbians and gays support the minors. What's going on? Thank you. Yeah. When you're in a battle against an enemy so much bigger, so much stronger than you, and to find out you had a friend you never knew existed, well, that's the best feeling in the world. What I was told about lesbians can't be true, can they? You're all vegetarians. <laughs> uh... What a trailer. We've been backed up by pervets. <laughs> <laughs> that was the king line from the trailer. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty good yeah. one, yeah. So this movie is all about unions and shit. And here yeah, today, you kind of mentioned it earlier, Ariel, but we have two union pros. <laughs> maybe I thought it might be cool if each of you could talk a little bit about your experience or interest with unions so that the normals have that context going into this. Um, I've never remembered like not liking unions i've never been like a union hater so Mm -hmm. never had that background but didn't get like involved with a union until a couple years ago when some bullshit was happening at my old job and i was like well who's the union rep and i asked around and i found out that no one was the union rep (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was like okay well how do i become it apparently is kind of what we're doing now and yeah it was great i mean just learned a lot about like um you know there's a training that i took with the organizers i mean i hate i hate to i feel like what i'm saying right now for people that don't know unions it makes it sound like the union is like a shadowy umbrella corp and like workers are the union right like so that's kind of the gag right like But, Mm -hmm. you know, you have some people that are paid to kind of keep it running, I guess, or at least we did. And so I got training from them, got really up on like our memorandum of understanding with our county and found out that our memorandum of understanding literally says that we as county workers cannot strike, which I don't know how the fuck that happened. But I feel like what's the point? But anyways, that was very discouraging. (laughs) But, um, you know, then people would come to me when they had issues and a lot of the gig was just constantly reminding people like look i will help you like i will sit in meetings when you're afraid of being fired like that's part of what i can do Mm -hmm. but you're the union so you have to also do shit is the thing that was hard for people to understand um and now i don't have Mm -hmm. a union in my current job Mm -hmm. which is weird i miss it i just showed up last week to my old union they are doing an informational picket i just showed up because you know i can still support even though i'm not like a member anymore so that's me in a nutshell. That's my union life. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Kali? Yeah. So I famously raised to hate unions. Oh, by shit. My, uh, head of HR mother. But listening to uh, punk music, I, I became acquainted with unions. <laughs> you were radicalized <laughs> by punk music? I love it. <laughs> then zero interaction with unions till I'm like, what, 26? 28 now when i basically was working overnights at a shelter and just started reading some iww stuff and 
uh, for those who don't know, the industrial workers of the world, uh, one big union, kind of like a, it idealized me is what I'm trying to say. I became very passionate about unions and I still am. And I uh, firmly have a belief that basically unionizing the workplace like is the cure-all for everything. Mm -hmm. That's my fucking uh, ideology. And uh, yeah, up here in a couple months, I'll be attending law school with the intent to study employment and labor law with the further intent to fuck over as many bosses as I can. Yes, get it. (laughs) Kali, are you in a union now? Uh, Famously, not not famously, not in a union right (laughs) now. Who are you, me? (laughs) We had a failed drive a, a year ago, but we... In the loosest terms, we're organized. Mm. Also should be mentioned, Kali has another podcast. Oh, yeah. I have a whole podcast where I talk about labor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Called? Oh, How to Fire Your Boss. I don't, I'm not good at pl- self-plugging <laughs> things. <laughs> Kali's sweating since I asked him to talk about himself for a minute. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is great context for everyone. Yeah. The reason why I am not sharing is not because I am anti-union. <laughs> I am just uninformed. <laughs> that would make for a very interesting podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, unions seem tight. I just don't really know shit about them. I was in a union for one month at my very first job that I did get fired from. So I never um, partook of the services, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I just paid them every week or whatever. Um, That was at Kroger. (laughs) Oh, God. Not a great um, one. So, yeah, I just don't. I'm just a big dummy about the whole thing, really. So lucky for me, I'm here with two pros <laughs> who are way smarter than me about this shit. All right. I guess we should get into the movie. First of all, this is uh, English or Irish or what is happening what? here? I'm so, but, but, hold on. Huh? Stop everything. You have no idea if this takes place in the United <laughs> Kingdom or Ireland. Isn't Ireland part of the United Kingdom? <laughs> no. Okay. A common mistake. Northern Ireland. I was like, which part of Ireland are we talking here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. So I thought this was British, Mm -hmm. but then I know some of the main actors are Irish. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. then when I watched the trailer, I was like, maybe they are Irish, and I just didn't know. (laughs) Interestingly, none of the actors are Welsh, which they did get shit for, apparently. Yeah. Boo on them for that. But, you know, it's English. It's a it's a British film. Okay. Yeah. So that is what I thought initially. And I've gaslit myself into believing that I was <laughs> wrong. Okay, okay. <laughs> Absolutely not so. But it was so British that I did need to turn on the subtitles. Yes, oh. me too. Yeah, you gotta have that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. No shame, no shame. I'm, I'm conscious of sounding like dumb Americans. We do have some uh, UK listeners. Oh, <laughs> oh no, nice. We can, it's the UK. Okay, we're allowed to, they're just a little bit better than the U.S. I mean, they know we're stupid, right? Like, that's the perception of America. They They have the NHS, they get to hold that over us. Yeah. We have, I don't know, good movies. (laughs) There's gotta be good British movies. We have better food. How about that? (laughs) We got way better food. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we have bacon and they don't. So fuck them. Well, I'm famously, me and Kali are vegetarians. So. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, it's fine. Listen. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I just don't want to have like a hot tomato for breakfast. Like yeah, that's rough. There. And the, and the beans. Hot tomatoes, a side of beans. It's a lot. 
Nah. Okay, now we're just fully being Oops, rude. sorry. <laughs> no, the full English breakfast can freaking take a dive into the Thames. I love if you know what I mean. They do have British tea, though. Um, like, <laughs> afternoon tea is the shit. Like, scones, yeah. all that. Yeah, it seems pretty tight. They win there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is apparently um, just a food podcast now. Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. Me. <laughs> um, uh, that's neither here nor there. What's here is... Uh, Actually, in the past, which is where this movie is set in 1984. So I think uh, one of the first things, if not the first thing, is that we are at Pride, the damn parade, which is, I think, happening concurrently with a minor strike. Yes. Uh, Yes. What was happening was they Uh were at Pride. They're walking down the street with their Pride banner or whatever. And then suddenly are like, let's go help the miners. (laughs) So I was like, did (laughs) he just see a miner? Or like, what's happening? Did you not remember when the the lead? God, yeah, what, I gotta have a name for this this dum dum. Mark. Mark. Uh, Mark. The dum dum famously is dead now, so we got ben we Schnetzer? should show some respect. Ben Schnetzer is. Yeah, Mark. The famous Mark. Mark Ashton. Oh, oh, I was referring to more of the actors. Dump. The, mm-hmm. All respect to Mark Ashton. Right. At any okay. rate. No, Mark Ashton's like standing in his apartment and he like hears on the radio about the miners and he's like. Oh, and that's when he runs out and goes and tells his friends who are already at Pride. Yes, yes, Bingo. yes. That's it. Okay. He's the ideas. He always is the guy that's like, I have another crazy idea. I was confused on the uh, inciting incident. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Insane that that's the that's uh, all. look. What? I have, I do have some critiques about the like the meat and potatoes of this movie, mm-hmm. you know, the filmmaking of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what a week! That's really the inciting incident for the movie. Is <laughs> Essentially, he like wakes up after a one night stand, and he's like, "I remember the, this now." Yeah, in the his kitchen, and it's just like he doesn't even say goodbye to the man. They have like a, f- a little minor fight or something. The maybe? guy is like trying to say goodbye to him, and like I left my number, and he doesn't even look at him. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he. I, I knew he was mean in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's cold. The first time you hear about something, you're like. I have to go do something about this right now. Like, I don't know. And especially yeah. just on the radio, and that's all the information you got, buddy? I don't know. And when he leaves the apartment, he has a very, like, opening to Beauty and the Beast Bells song type moment. <laughs> yes, he does. I mean, this movie is <laughs> very so cheesy. <laughs> when yes. he's ro- running down the street with, like, a pail, and, like, people are popping out of their windows or out of their shop doors or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. But he has, like, oh, one hello. comment to add to the song. There is no song, but <laughs> there it just felt be. exactly like Belle's yeah. song at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes, I could see it. And I was like, the opening, kind of corny. I mean, it was pretty corny. A lot it's, of this movie yes. is pretty it's corny. It's very corny, yes. Overall... Yes. You know, there's a message and it's it has some substance. I'm not mad at the corniness, but it I, definitely exists and needs to be acknowledged. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I, f- I find myself every time I watch this movie, because like I have seen it now three times, which is quite a bit. And I find myself yeah. deeply suspicious every time I watch it. And I feel like I'm scrutinizing it because I do not normally, like I should probably say, I do not normally like these kind of feel-good, schmaltzy, with a message films. Like, yeah. 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 Do not like them and I'm deeply suspicious of them. So this movie <laughs> like always raises my hackles, but it always kind of gets me and I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you for kind of warming my heart. <laughs> yes. So like, yeah. 
There are like every now and again, one will sneak through the cracks. Like I was kind of thinking of what was that Bruce Springsteen one we did, Kali? Oh, Blinded by the Light. Very similar vibes. Okay. Yeah. Did you see that movie? No. We did that for the pod two years ago, last year. Uh, What's time? Two years. Um, (laughs) Two two years ago. Um, But uh, it was the same kind of vibe. It's kind of cheesy, kind of corny, but then there is like real shit in it too. I really felt like, I actually thought the vibes were so similar that I looked up like the deep cast production of this to see if it had any of the same people, which it doesn't. Oh, shit. Um, Okay. But <laughs> but it was a very because I yeah I'm the same way like I'm not usually struck by these type of movies either yeah yeah this uh I I love union history yeah like in my spare time I do enjoy like I'll find like a specific union strike that occurred and I'll go watch interview footage of some of like the miners or something or like what mm-hmm. I talked on the pod a while back about a fucking wonderful this movie. is miners with an e. By the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> miners or, or like Kali's not watching videos of miners. <laughs> no, Don't I'm... take this out of context. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or that that movie I adore, uh, Harlan Harlan County oh, Harlan County USA. Yeah. Yeah. I love the like hardened, gritty, very masculine. If you're leaning into how fucking straight I got, I am. Uh, uh, I love no. hard, masculine. I, I do. I love these like gr- this gritty like. I love the classical I- like idea of a union of just like a beer swilling, mm, okay. cigarette smoking. I love Shitty. hard, masculine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Real gay, man. Wink. <laughs> uh, and this movie completely subverted that. And I was like, what the fuck? Do I? Shut the f- Yeah, like, Ariel, you're right. Like, I said yes. shut the fuck up to this movie. Yes. But I was like, I guess you're right. It's like when I meet someone who has the same ideology as me, but I just don't <laughs> like them. And I'm just like, all right. You want to be the cool one? I guess we'll get along. Yeah, that's kind of what it's like. It's like disappointing, but like there's nothing to be mad at. You're just kind of disappointed at yourself at that point, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Why am I not open to this? Why am I not charming? Yes. Why am I not happy? Yes. Okay, so the one guy gets all stoked about this minor strike, runs out to his friends who are currently at Pride, and is like, we need to leave this gay Pride at this moment and go take some coin buckets around and get money for these minors who are striking because he equates prejudice towards lgbtq people with the way these striking union workers are being prejudiced against or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the right it's way a... to form that sentence that doesn't sound like you have a brain disorder <laughs> <You> literally because <laughs> he says like hey you know how the cops haven't been harassing us like the past couple days it's because they're harassing the minors yeah so like solidarity through a mutual enemy yes there you go see colin's brain's working (laughs) (laughs) and that's the difference between us (laughs) so he feels some sort of kinship with the minors at this point so they set out to try and raise money to help those guys formulating this group LGSM or lesbians and gays support the minors. Uh, the Lgasm. Why didn't they call it that? What a missed opportunity. They should have. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I said out loud at this point in time that this is based on true story. This is based on the real minor strike of 1984. Can you imagine if this was fiction? If someone had just fully fabricated this, that would be wild. 
What a wild thought to fabricate. (laughs) Apparently, according to the people who were there, this movie is about 70% accurate, 30% fictionalized. Okay. That's pretty good. That's like pretty good, honestly. Yeah, I'd say so. Kali, do you want to, did you look into uh, what Uh, the actual thing was going on there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went buck wild. I went. (laughs) Fuck wild with my research okay. because that's the thing is like if you okay. turn me on if you're like set yeah. me loose on a on a on a union thing mm-hmm. yeah I want to know the names of the people running the corporations <laughs> behind the I want to know like deep detail shit and and that's what happened so I knew that Kali would be good at uh, absorbing the information about the actual strike and what happened whereas me dumb brain was trying to read it i don't understand every third word i keep having to look stuff up i'm glazing over so i was like kali please help me and so i you know have pulled in my superhero friend with smart brain um so yeah maybe it's not that you're dumb it's that union (laughs) shit this stuff's just over my head that's all it's not my thing it's so many acronyms it's yeah. just acronyms. Mm-hmm. That was like where I was really having trouble. Oh, it's hell. Okay, so tell us, give us the general rundown of what was going on with this minor strike. So basically, Margaret Thatcher was elected prime minister. She was very famous for ushering in a lot of uh, austerity measures, a lot of kind of reeling in of social rights and basically the British equivalent of Ronald Reagan Mm. is her common counterpart uh, because they were in office at the same time and good friends. Mm. Basically, Thatcher wanted to usher in super right-wing conservative bullshit and part of that was weakening the unions. So Mm. the coal in the UK had been nationalized, which means that instead of like private companies owning it, like how Shell and Exxon are all different companies that own oil stuff, most of it has been nationalized, which basically means that the state owns and runs it and the funds can there go to support, you know, state run services. Mm. So Thatcher very famously just wanted to move things along to privatize the coal. She had been making little stabs and pushing things at the uh, National Coal Board, which is what the basically like the governmental entity that ran the coal. Mm. She had been pushing them, basically saying like, if you don't start closing coal mines to save costs... Uh, because coal was running a a deficit at that point. And basically Thatcher was saying, like, I just want these mines closed, called for 20 mines closed, and 20,000 job losses is what that equated to. And was basically just like, fuck them. Fuck the miners. Like, I don't did not give a shit about some kind of, like, welfare program or unemployment thing. Cushion them was just like, these are the cuts she needed to make to reach her further goal of privatization. Her goal, mm-hmm. essentially, was to just cripple the coal industry uh, and was ultimately successful in doing so. The coal ended up being privatized in 94. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, this is a very bleak story, too, because yeah. while it is an incredible, like, jaw-dropping show of union power in so many ways and it really i mean several times this movie made me well up i've always just been in awe of unions uh, have the just an incredible power at bringing people together i think this movie at unifying i know it sucks right (laughs) but um this movie just uh it played on that a lot It, it showed some of that like beauty but in the end if you look at the bigger picture this was 
a, a major loss for labor, not only in the UK, but worldwide. Yeah. So in this time in 84, people were striking. Their ultimate goal was to get them not to close the mines, but by right. striking to make them realize you actually need miners. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. Uh, NUM, the National the National Union of Mine Workers, and their, their kind of strategy was to cause a severe energy shortage. Yeah. There had been a similar tactic used in a, in a strike that was uh, about a decade prior, 1972. So they were just going to kind of run the same play, but Margaret Thatcher was very cognizant of this and sent in a lot of scab workers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say, just in case anybody doesn't know what a scab oh. is? So when you go on strike, you're basically saying, I ain't doing another lick of work until you pay me. I don't know why I became a 1920s <laughs> union guy. I ain't doing another lick of work till you pay me. But like, yeah, you 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 walk out. A scab is when your boss or whoever says, uh, fine, well, I'll pay someone else to do this job then. Basically filling your role and effectively attempting to just ignore the strike. You should feel completely ashamed to break picket lines. Yeah. But yeah, that I've been going on so long. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> Good intel. And this particular strike was also characterized by a lot of interactions between police and people who were picketing too. There was a lot of like violent confrontations between police and picketers too. So it was like kind of a, a raucous event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there were like, like basically battles. Yeah. There was a yeah. famous battle in which, like, <laughs> it was 5,000 strikers versus 5,000 cops. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there were six deaths overall from this entire strike, which lasted March 6th, 84 to March 3rd, 85. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this shit's serious. If, if you haven't done a ton of research into or don't know a lot about union history, like, people, it's paved with blood. People mm-hmm. die for this shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really fucking noble. I think that's one of the most noble things, you know. I don't want to promote martyrdom or anything, but good God. Respect, uh, all respect for Golly loves our veterans. I do. I love <laughs> veterans of this fucking class war. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's like, it takes forever. That's the other thing that's like, people think about like strikes or protests or, and, and like, you have to put in so much work, right? Like, you like a God. year it lasted a five so like that means like these people that were striking like didn't have income like ha- nope. had to feed right. their family somehow and relied on people like lgsm to give them money and to give them food and to basically support them and that's what makes it extra hard too is like that these people are sacrificing so much in their personal lives for the greater good yeah it's very easy to like it's a greater good but it's also a personal good like mm-hmm. it's selfish a lot well, of yeah. times it's like Give me my, my fucking money. Hell yeah. So that's what was going on <laughs> in 1984. Oh boy. Okay, so they, this group of queer folks who uh, are kind of, I guess, just like all pals that hang out at this like queer bookstore, um, which rocks. What's this This called? The Gay Word? What was it? Oh yeah, it had uh, a really good name. Fuck. It did, and I didn't write it down. I wish I, I did. I didn't either. But it's something like that. Oh, gay. it's Gay's the Word. <laughs> Gay is the word. word. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, So they formed this group to help raise money for the miners. We kind of meet several characters that are involved with this like queer friends group or whatever. I think it's cool that like even though there's there's like such a I mean what is it like 15 people or something? It is 
an ensemble cast. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to get to the whole movie, um, there's kind of like two groups of people mainly. So like there's the, the group of queer people and then there's the group later who are the people in Wales. And I think we're given just enough like character traits or just like just enough development for each character or backstory that like you care about them but not enough that it's, like, burdensome to the film, Mm -hmm. which I thought was, like, a pretty cool balance. Mm -hmm. My issue with that was I felt there was a little too many cooks kind of thing Mm -hmm. where... I know I can, I did care for all of these characters and I like was very much. You just want the meat of the union story and you did not want to know no, about no, their no. personal lives. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, yes and. Um, I found it just like just two characters too many maybe. Like just a, a touch too many where I was mm. just kind of like, I felt like there was a reconciliation in the end of the movie that I felt was just like, nothing because there's so many things that have to be attended to there are so many loose ends to tie up so i think some mm-hmm. t- in some portions of the movie it got a little rushed with some of those it did do like a good job at making like every character you're like here's a trait here's a trait like you said kayla like yeah giving you those little things to hold on to but i think sometimes it was just a little rushed okay Hmm. yeah there was a lot i i think i think it worked for me mostly i think Mm -hmm. if if anything i kind of wish they would have lessened the plot for a i think i mean he kind of was the main character joe the um who ends up being the photographer later on and he's the one who's not out and yeah he's kind of like that character right that you're supposed to identify with like you're he's supposed to be the outsider and i guess i hate that like in a film that's centered around queerness like we still have to have that be the focus do you know what i mean like do we need an outsider for the outsiders well for yes also another coming out Mm -hmm. narrative blah 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 like i'm not saying that's bad but like that's a lot of what we get that's a lot of Mm -hmm. the queer narrative and you know, yeah, so it's just to center it around him so much felt like maybe they could have lessened that a little bit and just kind of let the film breathe a little bit more. But otherwise, it worked for me. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Maybe a controversial opinion. You could just cut that character for me and I'm fine. <laughs> like... I kind of thought that too, honestly, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> it's not that I hated. I didn't even consider it until talking about it just now. But like, yes, I was moved by the emotional beats and everything. Mm-hmm. But like the story is un- is mostly unchanged. Well, sh- shouldn't Mark be the main character? You know, he's kind of the badass organizer here. You know, he's like the yeah, leader. Yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah. They did show a lot of the of the character you're talking about. They probably showed more of his life than anybody else. I do think it is cool sort of having him there. I guess I don't know that we necessarily needed like all of that. But mm-hmm. I think it is cool having this like younger character who's kind of like new to the queer world or whatever to yeah. just show how how a group of queer people become your family and like mm. they all kind of are parental towards him or like really protective of him mm-hmm. and uh, help him even cover up to his parents like by buying the pastries when he says that he's <laughs> out baking pastries but he's really that. out doing gay shit <laughs> that the queer community really does just like absorb him into their care I thought that was like kind of a cool thing to include, even though like they don't know him. He doesn't know anything about being queer. You know, it's just kind of like everyone's welcome here type of vibe. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. It definitely creates a better avenue to express queer. Yeah, just queerness uh, yeah. and kind of the well, the like openness that comes yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool about Hell his yeah. character. 
do I need a lot of coming out stories? Like, no. <laughs> right. But just the familial aspects of it, I thought that was, if he wasn't there, I don't think it would be as clear, like, how much of, like, a family everyone is. Sure. A, okay. A chosen family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get, I get you know? it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're raising all this money for these picketers, but nobody wants their gay ass money. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> what are they? They're like trying to call different groups and then everybody is just kind of like either no or like, ha ha we'll call you back and then never calling them back. Yeah. And then eventually they just kind of like pick a town that they think might be a mining town and call them. And uh, those people end up being the ones who take their money. But in real life, they deliberately chose the South Wales area because all of the other donations were going to other areas kind of neglecting South Wales. Mm. So they specifically picked that area because it was being neglected. That makes more sense than randomly (laughs) picking it They like literally like looked at a map and then got out the yellow pages and called that city. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like kind of silly. So the first guy that they meet from this group from South Wales is super nice. But like all the other people they've talked to have been like homophobic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though he tells them that they're the first gays he's ever met. He's still like really chill about it. So that was kind of cool, I guess. (laughs) I like him. He goes back to the group in South Wales and is like, we need to basically invite this group of gays down here because they've given us all this money. It's like part of their thing that they do. If somebody gives them money, they give them a little like welcome dinner or whatever, a thank you event. And uh, the people are unsure about inviting a group of gays to their city, mainly because... What they say, they're afraid that mining guys will be homophobic. Like, we're not homophobic, but other people could (laughs) be. (laughs) Potentially. (laughs) But they do end up inviting the group down. And we get some actually really pretty shots of just like wide shots of the landscape during Mm -hmm. their bus trip down too. Mm -hmm. There's such beautiful countryside up there. Yeah. And when they get there, they like instantly are asked to give a speech on stage in front Insane. of the whole room. Come on. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> and interrupting the band, which, like, if you've ever had to, like, interrupt a band to give a speech, you are not well received <laughs> no matter what you're going to say. So, rough. Yeah. I also thought it was funny that, like, they talk about how this is... They're afraid of the homophobia because this is like a small town like country town type place and the band that's playing is also like country music like it felt kind of almost american to me yeah yes (laughs) because that would have been the same like and in like a uh what are those places called the legion king's legion halls yeah well whatever for it yeah yeah just (laughs) i don't know it felt kind of american to me but yeah definitely not only interrupts the band but then the speech that he gives I mean, you can't blame him because obviously the situation he's in is so awkward, but he just kind of yells like, if one in five people is gay, then one in five minors is gay too. Get their asses. (laughs) Which like, to this crowd probably couldn't be more insulting. (laughs) One of the worst things you can say. Yeah, pretty bad. (laughs) That's like their worst fear is being gay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and if any of them are gay, they're now utterly terrified of being outed in this moment. So not a great start. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, everybody basically gets up and leaves. And they do say in this part, too, like, what's the point of supporting gay rights and nobody else's rights? Um, okay, so they're being, uh, 
what's the word intersectional <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i guess do our workers rights on the uh, pantheon of rights yeah sure absolutely gay rights <laughs> are workers rights and workers rights are gay rights hell yeah <laughs> and the next day the money that they've helped raise um helps bail out two guys from jail one of whom is mad and the other is nice <laughs> nice and not mad yeah throughout this yeah. whole south wales yeah. group there's really just like one lady who's like super homophobic and like not chill with everything that's going on right yeah one yeah. one shitty lady yeah one shitty lady with bad hair Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah really with bad hair and two mean sons <laughs> yeah she yeah. played it and really well husband. she looks like she has a stick up her ass like really she's making that face the whole time it's great yeah i hated her <laughs> yeah no <laughs> we all hated her and therefore she did a great job because yes <laughs> killed it her character was supposed to be dislike dislikable <laughs> unlikable <laughs> okay one of those <laughs> <laughs> You decide. <laughs> so, but yeah, so she's the only one being rude. Everyone else is being super nice. And the people, um, the actual people that this story is based on did say that like one thing they really got right about this movie was how like warm and welcoming everyone ended up being towards them. Okay, that's good to know because I really wondered about that. Like I was like, yeah. were they down? But then also I feel like this movie did a good job of, sh- of showing some opposition, but just shutting it down whenever it happened. So I wondered if that was realistic. So that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And the relationships really do start blossoming. Like this is another like kind of corny thing about the movie, but it's whatever um, <laughs> that the queers just like slowly start winning over the hearts of all these straight people by <laughs> just being so themselves and like <laughs> being flamboyant and like doing you know whatever they do the one guy who does a big dance move in front of everybody yeah all the straight guys want to learn how to dance yes what yeah that part i was like no that's cute but that didn't that didn't happen (laughs) yeah okay that didn't happen They have some good gags in here uh, when they're showing just like everyone getting to know each other. One of the lines is in the trailer that I really liked, but uh, that old woman, like a couple times mentioned, like, I learned something really shocking about lesbians. It's so shocking. I couldn't believe it. And then finally just says, they're all vegetarians. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they can't all be vegetarians. (laughs) I thought that was just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, hey, they're all... Uh, prepare to kick me off the podcast. They're all vegetarians. You know what I mean? Oh Kali. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I thought your comedian days were over. Come on. I yeah, still there's here? a reason for that. Is this thing on? <laughs> After she says that too, the two lesbians that she's sitting with are like actually were vegan. And then there's like the longest, like slow zoom in on this old yes. woman's face, just like staring, <laughs> staring like a little bit confused she's like, into the distance. I don't know what that means. Like I have no concept of what you're saying to me. <laughs> it just I thought that was so funny. Yes. This is like the early eighties, so she probably didn't know what that mm-hmm. means because I went vegetarian in 2003, 2002, and people then didn't know what it meant. (laughs) Uh, Some still don't. (laughs) I just saw uh, something on Twitter the other day that was like, vegan steak 
recipes and the picture was just a an onion just like a big onion that had been grilled and somebody was eating bites of it (laughs) oh man that's dark that is not a vegan steak (laughs) oh lord i believe that she probably didn't know what that is Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so we're getting to the point of the strike that people are kind of to the end of their ropes as far as they're running out of money they're kind of just gonna have to return to work just to like live so to try and prevent that the group the lesbians and gays supporting minors pledges to do something so big they raise a ton of money and so they go to make a pervert benefit show <laughs> oh my god yeah, uh, what's much. it called again it's uh pits and pits perverts, and perverts. Yeah. <laughs> so, because the media says some shit about that and they're like well fuck yeah. you we're gonna just claim this shit yeah because the lady the homophobic ladies two homophobic sons show up to the union hall to look for a fight basically mm-hmm. but everyone else has just had this beautiful moment they've all bonded etc these two guys are just like two clowns and they get they get whooped and then they're all mad about it and then their mom is mad about it and she calls the newspaper to give them this story about quote-unquote perverts supporting the minors the next day when that prints people like are unsure about even taking their support anymore because of toxic masculinity the men's prides are all hurt yeah baby they've had to be supported by their wives for this long which is already just humiliating it's too much (laughs) having to have a woman support you and then now the gays are supporting them and now everyone knows so what the queers say is that when somebody calls you a name you famously we take it and we own it that's that's the queer thing queer itself (laughs) yeah so that's when they decide to name this benefit show the pits and perverts benefit (laughs) show uh so that kind of (laughs) rocked and they the show rocks i mean they raise like so much money they ever say who they got for the show (sighs) um they named a band and i didn't recognize it so yeah didn't stick with me all right some 80s british band (laughs) they kept saying like we gotta get a great big act out there for the the fundraiser for the pits Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh then i yeah then i never caught who it was yeah i didn't recognize who the name was they they did have like a little montage of them like calling up record labels to just see if they could get somebody to play their gig. A lot of montages in this movie. Yeah, yeah a lot of a montages. Few. That's true. I love a montage. A couple two tree montages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how you get stuff done quick. So Also around this time, right after the gig, there's like a lot of conflict in different areas happens. The one kid who wasn't out of the closet, parents find his gay pictures that he hid in like a children's book. Uh, uh. <laughs> and All the pictures that he had actually in the movie, there's like a scene of him developing the pictures and stuff. Those are actual pictures that that actor took during the movie too, which I just thought is kind of cool. cool. Yeah, Yeah, so his family found his gay pics and they have grounded him from being gay. He is 20. I don't know. That was kind (laughs) of silly. It's different in England. Yeah. (laughs) Could be true. We also get some... This starts converging with AIDS, with HIV and AIDS Mm -hmm. timelines. Andrew Scott in the movie's boyfriend is one of the first people who was diagnosed with HIV in the 80s. He says he was number two, or at least in uh, the UK. And that's true of the the real person that that's based on. The real person that that's based on is still alive today at age, I think he's 72. Fuck yeah, dude. So that's wild. Yeah. (laughs) 
Wild and racks. Somehow he survived. Yeah. The lead boy finds out that his ex has AIDS and is dying, which they show him like struggling with that information for a while throughout the movie. And uh, he did end up after this movie's conclusion, the timeline, he died two years later of AIDS. Yeah, he was 26. So, R.I.P. Yeah. young man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so they introduced some of that that was going on at the same time too into this. Uh, R.I.P. Comrades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back with the union stuff. They're doing a vote, what, to end the strike or what? They're doing a vote on something that's important. I think it's oh, just to vote. accept the funds, right? I don't think it's the end of oh, the okay. strike. It's it's whether they're, or not they're going to not accept help from LGSM. Yeah, yeah okay. That makes sense. So they were going to do this big vote. And in an attempt to push out all the people who would vote for it, they like last minute move the time of the meeting so that everyone else misses the vote and had voted that they would not accept the money anymore, which happened right after they've raised thousands of dollars at that benefit show for them. So pretty shitty. And the miners end up going back to work soon after that. They kind of lost their what they were fighting for, right? Yeah. Ultimately, they lost their strike. It happens. It was a really huge blow Mm -hmm. to organized labor in the UK. I don't know the state of organized labor today in the UK, but I I wouldn't be shocked if people said that it just completely set it back for decades. Yeah. The breaking of that strike. Yeah, it sucks. That's all I got. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's it yeah, yeah. roll credits yeah. it's a, no. <laughs> there's a little bit more left of the movie there's not much yeah but there is some yeah so the young boy finally leaves his toxic family and we're kind of at the one year anniversary of when these people met now because uh the initial pride that we open on was his birthday and now we're at his 21st birthday on another pride all the people are sewing banners together people don't commit like this anymore we need to do more <laughs> sewn banners which they would because yeah. they were pretty sick they were cool <laughs> they looked great yeah so when they get to pride with all their little banners the like I don't know, leaders of the Pride or whatever, say that they want this to be a party and not be political. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, hello, current day Pride parade. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they had asked them to go to the back of the line, basically, with all their banners. If If you want to be political... You got to be at the end. But just at that moment, busloads full of miners, miners with an E, show up <laughs> to, <laughs> to show their support for, for the gays and lesbians and uh, other people and show up in the thousands mm-hmm. to uh, stand with them. So that was pretty cute. You fought for us. Now we fight for you type shit. Yeah, pretty much from here to the end of the movie, like when they started playing Billy Bragg's there's power in a union, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. there's a lot of great union songs. Um, yeah, there's a they couple. Play yeah, solidarity forever in this. Mm-hmm. But there's there's power in a union is probably my favorite one. I just I cried throughout the entire end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hated myself, but I also cried. <laughs> I also, I cried earlier when they're in the hall back in Wales and the one woman starts singing this like beautiful Welsh song. Oh yeah. And I'm like, that was a great moment too. I'm like, damn, keep it together. Like you need to stop this (laughs) shit, but I couldn't. Yeah. It was just really nice. Like everybody out there supporting each other and the solidarity and the acceptance of, I don't know, 
the the queer people kind of just wanted to help so much regardless of how anybody felt about them Mm -hmm. which is just super nice anyway um and then they changed hearts and minds um Mm -hmm. (laughs) and one of the old men even comes out as gay at some point in the movie (laughs) yeah which was cute and one of the women (laughs) doesn't come out as queer necessarily but she does have that conversation with one of the activists oh, yeah with one of the where she's like one of the girls yeah she's like i don't really like sex with guys and then like just yeah. straight up kisses <laughs> straight they kiss. up kisses her yeah yeah there was also like a really cute scene of all the women kind of kikiing in a bedroom they're having like a little sort of sleepover <laughs> and they find a dildo yeah. and like some gay porn mags I just thought that was like a really cute scene too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the queers brought out something nice inside of them that they probably never confront. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very wholesome. Yeah, it was really cute. So yeah, that's pretty much roll creds. The song that plays in the credits called "For a Friend" was actually written for the real Mark Ashton, the real guy who led the actual lesbians and gays supporting minors. I looked that up afterwards and I was like, I'm uh-huh. so fucking glad I didn't know this while the credits were actually rolling because then I would have been crying even harder. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. And ultimately, all the deep coal mines in the UK have been closed <laughs> since 2015. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, RIP miners. Uh, of all types. <laughs> Sad message at the end. It seemed like we got through that fast. We did it! <laughs> I mean, I think uh, because the, it, it is so many, like, personal so much details. Fluff. Personal yes. details. Yes. Personal details. That um, we don't necessarily need. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, not for a summary, for sure. Yeah. All right, so we got to rate this baby out of five. So what are we thinking? Uh, you know, I, I think I, I think I've settled on it. I've been thinking about it since I watched it, and okay, uh, okay. I just gotta. I'm going three and a half. I can change it later. Maybe okay. bump it up if I need to. Okay. But I I loved the story of the Kayla called me out. I love the meat of it. Mm-hmm. I got I I got a little annoyed by the fluff, and I was kind of like, just give me the damn documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I want a the lot of the fluff details to probably more there for us like mm-hmm. for queer people to mm-hmm. see their own stories mm-hmm. or for our history to also be represented in this story absolutely mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to belittle it like I totally like, the reason I find this I think everyone fucking finds this story so fascinating is because it appeals to so many I mean it, mm-hmm. it handles to you can uh, suck in the straights with the union story and then exactly. give them a little bit of details about other people too yeah exactly it's not, turn them gay it's not exclusively for you that's yeah. it that's it <laughs> yeah that's ultimately our gay agenda so. <laughs> yeah what is it that the the lesbians on the bus sing they say the every woman is a lesbian at heart you remember yeah, that yeah, yeah. yes i love that Say that every woman is a lesbian. Why not? Part that's two. it. That's the true theme <laughs> of the, the film. <laughs> the guy's like, uh, every woman can't be a lesbian, and they're like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that part. So good. <laughs> All right, Ariel, what do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, shit. Um, I'm gonna say a four because. Mm-hmm. I, like, by all rights, shouldn't, like... Because this movie made you come out. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> this movie made me understand my own self. No, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, by all rights, like, I really should not like this film just because of yeah. how wholesome it is. So so it really 
I don't know, like, in spite of myself. I'm going to give it a four. I love... Hell yeah. It worked because because of unions, because of gay, but also because... That's the thing. I wouldn't believe it with anything else. Like, it works... If it was, like, a group of... Like, LGSM, but it wasn't, like, for minors, and it was, like, for random straights, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be like, mm-hmm. fuck this film. You know? Like, I hate yeah. this. Um, but because it was, like, a group that was, like, actually experiencing... Not ne- not based on their, you know, identity necessarily, but experiencing, like, a form of oppression, you know, mm-hmm. it works. Police violence and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The solidarity was... It, it was like a perfect depiction of solidarity in that way. Um, yeah. I do have to point out, like, I do have the criticism of, like, for all that it wants to be, it didn't have Welsh actors portraying. And it also mm-hmm. is so white. It's such an yeah. incredibly oh white yes. film. And if I talk about that too much, I'll give it less than four stars because it does make me mad to think about. Like, yeah. I hate when people purport to be about, like, solidarity and shit like that. And it's like, look at your film. Your film is so white, though. Yeah. Yeah. So that was frustrating. But um, if you can kind of take it at face value, I'm still I'm going to give it a four. Hell yeah. I should also mention, now that you bring up, like, some of the other faults with the Uh, diversity and stuff like that another point of contention with this film with the people Mm -hmm. who were related to it in real life Mm -hmm. was people were angry that they did not mention mark ashton the main leader uh was a communist Mm -hmm. and was very strongly communist in fact he became the leader of the youth branch of the communist party of great britain when he was alive so it really pissed off his friends that that wasn't like mentioned at all in the movie besides like kind of really vaguely like i think he had like a communist flag in his house on the wall or something and like was wearing like a red star pin on his jacket Mm -hmm. which you can't even really see and like somebody shouts commie at him when he's on stage once and that's like it. that's it Um, yeah so yeah that was another one way in which a massive part of someone's identity was kind of not acknowledged yeah and that does kind of suck too Mm -hmm. that being said my turn to score (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think you can't really score this on a scale of like this is not like cinema you know like right (laughs) right right like prestige in any way Mm -hmm. um so if you're scoring it for like what it is which is like a a corny fluffy movie with like a a heartfelt story or whatever i'm gonna go also for (laughs) i think it's really successful in what it's going for and i think it's well made for what it is yeah yeah so in that sense for and would we recommend this film oh hell yeah oh yeah definitely 100 percent. yeah this was on prime yeah it's on prime you gotta bring okay. kleenex though you gotta bring kleenex when you watch it <laughs> be prepared so, something will make you cry in it something's gonna I was get not you. like boohoo hooing but i no. did do a couple tears yeah <laughs> now it's time for screen vomit okay so in this part of the show we go off about whatever else we've been watching movies shows whatever so Kali, what you've been watching uh i got a i got a full full lineup of five for you all right hell yeah your letterbox has been blowing up this week yeah all right all right all right we got Ali, Fear Eats the Soul, a 1974 German flick. It's been on my list for a while, and it's this devastatingly wonderful, sad, and and what is it? A romance between this, like, 65-year-old German woman and a 30-year-old Middle Eastern man. It's nuts. 
Very good. Uh, and then I I uh, rinsed off Ali Fears the Soul with 1998's uh, Rush Hour, if you've heard of it. Uh, yep. <laughs> heard of it. Uh, Interesting. Not as racist as you think it is. Okay. I will say okay. that. Huh. And Jackie Chan's great. Uh-huh. And Chris Tucker's screams where he goes like, ah! Those are great. Mm-hmm. We just uh, talked about boy screams. Yeah. Yeah. Great for comedy. Uh, not, a, not a great movie, but if you're not doing anything else, it's all right. Then I went back. Oh, I went back to the movies, to the cinema. You did, because you're vaccinated now. I'm fully vaxxed. I'm, I'm all good. Wow. And I tell you what, it's good to be back seeing movies that I hate. I saw Love Spiral it. from oh, the shit. Book of Saw. How was it? I, I've heard that it's not great. <laughs> sucked. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely sucked. All right. He's uh, got freaking Chris Rock in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, I I got to the first saw trap and Lindsay and I looked at each other and we were like, the hell were we thinking? We don't want to <laughs> see another saw movie. So it says it in the title, like saw. We know what happened. And like sure enough, it's just like you remember all those like torture porn shit? It's just that again. Uh except Chris Rock is a is a cop and does not there's no comedy. It's just which is fine, but it's uh not good. Uh, <laughs> I checked out Some Like It Hot, the Marilyn Monroe comedy from 1959. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've seen that one. Yeah. Really good. Really funny. It's a great one. Definitely uh, timeless, I'd say. Very, it's got very some, good. Some pretty queer shit in there for sure. It's a good oh, one. Oh, absolutely. Queer All about cross dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally to finish it off, I was trying to find the dumbest movie because I had this a nice up down of like cinema and shit. And so I found. Uh, uh, robot Jocks, spelled J-O-X, oh, my gosh. from 1989. Okay. <laughs> and it's basically, okay, let me just read this. 50 years after a nuclear war, the two superpowers, which are basically the U.S. and Russia, handle territorial disputes in a different way. Each fields a giant robot to fight one-on-one battles in official matches, each piloted by a man inside. That's what the movie's about. I tell you what, it's, <laughs> I still don't know what to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely watch it if you if nothing oh, else. Yeah? Watch Robot Jocks, but holy shit! They're... Robot Jocks, interesting, interesting, uh, insane. Yeah. Robot anyway. Jocks. All right. I couldn't. I saw the title and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Someone encapsulated my essence and made a movie of it. My God! <laughs> You're telling me there's a misspelling in the title. I love it. Wow. Was that all or you got more? That's it. That's all five. All right, Ariel, how about you? Well, I've been watching a shit ton of movies because I have to record many podcast episodes this week. This is the week of podcast recording. So fun. Um, but then I also did some shit that was not for the podcast. So I watched Sleepwalkers. It's a... Oh, hell yeah. Yes. 1992. Um really troubling son who fucks his wife but also they're not human so maybe or not yeah the son fucks his mom sorry let me get that right let me yeah um and a lot many times in the course of the film that's all i took away from it no i'm kidding it was it was a really fun like campy film stephen king it has a lot of really fun um cameos like a lot of horror cameos like joe dante's in it um Mm -hmm. stephen king makes a cameo for sure mark hamill has a bit role john landis john fucking landis it is yeah it's It's, kind of full of people it's like the definition my review is it's uh, the definition of not half bad 
Like it's fifty one percent. Fifty one percent good movie to me. Like, I mean, I enjoyed. <laughs> it is a terrible film. Like, make no mistake, it is yeah, god yeah, yeah. awful. But it is incredibly watchable, and I love terrible movies. So absolutely, um, as long as they're watchable. Um, and then I watched like completely other side of the spectrum, Saint Maud. Oh hell okay. yeah! Yeah, and that is for a podcast recording. But that movie was incredible. I don't want to say anything about it because. I, I went in very like cold. I, I hadn't heard anything except the name, and I knew it was like about like religion, and it was a horror movie. So I was mm-hmm. very very interested, and it did not disappoint. It's amazing. Cool. And Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. I also went to the theater. <laughs> uh, yeah, they played it at um, one of my local theaters, and I am also fully vax. So I went with a couple friends. We dressed in our best like early two thousands clothing, Hell and yeah. we went to see Fast and Furious. And I love that Incredible. franchise. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Oh, uh, we do uh, too. We're with you. So you're in good company. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, and then my last like two that I watched this week. Uh, double like the one of the best double features ever and i never really thought about it as a double feature but again for the podcast poltergeist and halloween oh hell yeah talk okay, about like yeah, a cool. powerhouse double feature yeah, yeah that's so, yeah. back to back yeah so yeah it's been a good uh been a good week for movie watching hell yeah yeah what about you my turn okay i got a couple um all right so i watched dead man the jim jarmish movie yeah uh with Johnny Depp, who I'm still unclear if he's canceled or not right now. <laughs> I think he's all right. Is he good again? I, think that's I don't the... know. <laughs> Is he? I feel like he's. I feel like he's canceled right now. Look, I, I feel like that's what I'm regardless saying. Regardless of knows. anything else, regardless of you know the Amber Heard stuff, yeah, we don't need him anymore. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's probably as fair. As a society, we have moved beyond Johnny Depp. Absolutely. Yes. To be fair, though, this was. Dead Man's like 1995 right. or something, so like this is pre mm-hmm. uh, anything that we now know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was my first time watching this movie. I I do love Jim Jarmusch, but just by the description of it, I was concerned that it could be in bad taste because it is. I don't know if y'all have seen it or like know mm-hmm. anything about it's it. A western. Yeah, it is like a western, and like I I just kind of skimmed over the description because I generally don't like to know anything when I'm watching a movie but it is like Johnny Depp meets a Native American who guides him you know along a journey or whatever mm-hmm. yeah so I was like this could be not great <laughs> <laughs> but it actually was really good and I like looked into the movie a little bit and they actually Jim Jarmish like consulted with Native American tribes and like used their actual language and even like yeah. None of the Native American language that's in the film is subtitled because mm. he wanted it just to be for them. And there's even like in jokes for Native American people of that like tribe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like there's stuff just for them in there. And I think that's really cool. And anyway, the movie was good. I liked it. Awesome. I didn't love actually Depp in it though, but I loved everybody else who was in it. Um, so yeah, good movie would recommend Dead Man. I watched Living in Oblivion, which is uh, another 90s Buscemi movie. I've been trying to watch some more old Buscemi because I was recently reminded how cool Buscemi is. Hell so yeah. <laughs> the movie's like about, he's like a director trying to make a movie and it's just kind of like allegedly a realistic portrayal of what it's like to try and make a low budget movie just like one thing and after another after another going wrong type thing Mm -hmm. while they're like desperately trying to get their shot living in oblivion hell yeah i watched la n 
today? La haine? Whatever. Know. Translates to anger. Anyway, it's from 1995. It's a French film. It was really good. Um, so historically, all of the French films I think I've ever seen have been just like super devastating, mm-hmm. which this was also. But um, <laughs> but it also was like really funny. And I don't think I've ever seen like a really funny French film. So that was kind of cool, although it was ultimately also devastating. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like a slacker type thing, just like these three like young guys kind of romping around town. But they're mad because one of their friends recently was killed in police custody. So it's very like fuck cops Mm -hmm. the whole Mm -hmm. time, which is sick. And they're young guys. So they're just like angry and like kicking up shit everywhere, you know. But really good movie. Hell yeah. Cinematography on that also really, really good. Unfortunately, I don't know that anything else that cinematographer ever did was quite as good. (laughs) Mm. And all right, this movie... This is like a top tier, I think. I watched this movie called I Killed My Mother, um, which is also a French film uh, of the devastating ilk. (laughs) (laughs) But a little more recent, it's from 2009. This movie was so... It's like about a teenage boy who has like kind of a unstable mom. And it's a very... What's the word? like vulnerable for me to say that this movie was so personal to me and like so reflective of what my experience was almost to a damn T like down to the details that it was insane to see on screen. Jesus. <laughs> it was like has somebody been spying type <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> fucked up. Um, and makes me shy to say that out loud because sure. if anybody else watches it, they'll be like, this is what Kayla's life was exactly like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but was really insane for me. So yeah, I killed my mother. And so that I don't end on that one, I watched a cool short, uh, called Glitter's Wild Women that is about two chicks who smoke this glitter that comes out of the ground and kill men. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. And that was just kind of a fun, fun romp of a short. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Tried not to end on the devastating one this time. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) It was a good week for me for film, I think. Hell yeah. Yeah. So great week for all three of us. Hell yeah. We crushed it. Good job, team. Fuck yeah. All right. So we've reached the point in the pod when it's time for Ariel to rock out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Are you shy? Yeah, we, I suddenly became shy. It was so funny. I wasn't prepared to be shy. This, uh, yeah, it's called Under Your Skin. We use it as the theme song for uh, Not Your Final Girl. Hell yeah. That's it. Just use your own fucking music, I guess, when you start a podcast. Um, it's a way to do it, if you can. If you can. I, of course, didn't. I mean, try it. You know, you, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, it was supposed to be about, like, it was supposed to just be a song about, like, this is this is boring and this is not what the song ended up being about thank god but like kind of like discourse on the internet but like how like women way more than men are are just kind of told to like shut the fuck up online you know and then Mm -hmm. like the dudes will talk i hate that shit but anyways that happens a lot online and i was like well why can't i just be a raging bitch online you know like i that's my right that's what i deserve and then it just became (laughs) about like it actually then the song is suddenly about a female serial killer. So oh, hell yeah, um, <laughs> that rocks. Which is so much close. more fun than talking about online discourse, I think. So okay, ready? Yes. Okay, this is so funny. Okay, <laughs> all right. 
If it's not a good look, why do I wear it so well? Pardon me, I missed up. Your pretty face for someone else, but you just have to do. Because you see, it's getting late. It's a late point of view that keeps the guilt from off my plate. Cause wolves in sheep's clothing fight dirtier than I do. And trolls in their dungeons won't. Just another sleepless night You toss and turn until you sweat Put on a perfume out of spite But I'm not done with you just yet While you count in sheep I'm prowling just you want me as your friend cause wolves in sheep's clothing fight dirtier than I do and trolls in their dungeons won't leave to come and find you you know who I am and you're gonna
Island? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay. That ruled. <laughs> yeah, that rocked. Aw. Creepy music. <laughs> what do you say? I said creepy music. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was beautiful, too. Aw, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Thanks for sharing a song with us. Hell yeah. All right. Um, now that song's over, it's time for plugs, though. <laughs> yeah. So, Ariel, what do you have to plug? Or tell people where they can find your stuff, your music, and your podcast. Yeah, so my music's on Bandcamp, uh, just arieldyer.bandcamp.com. And, I mean, it's on other stuff, too. Like, you could do it on Spotify and, like, all that shit. But fuck Spotify, because they give you nothing. So if you want to buy my music, you could buy it on Bandcamp. Hell yeah. I'm on Instagram. I don't know if you really want to follow my personal instagram but if you do it's uh ariel dire wolf and then the podcast is not your final girl which is nyfg pod on instagram not your final girl on facebook and on what is it nyfg pod on twitter so whatever your poison is (laughs) we we got you we got you covered we yell on all of those sites all of those social medias much to my chagrin because i do the social media (laughs) You know the struggle. You know the podcast struggle. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> Same boat. <laughs> yeah, I think we've commiserated about this before, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, Not Your Final Girl. And we just talk about horror movies and shit. Me and Candace, we have a good time. And we have guests on, too. Kayla was on. I famously was on. I don't think we said that yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we did, yeah. <laughs> you picked um, really two really great, like, horror mom film serial mom and the orphanage and we had a great time so that's that's an episode you can listen yeah. to and and we talked to other cool people and yeah you should listen if you like horror and maybe even if you don't maybe we can evangelize you to our cause so yeah. <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> all right so for us you can find us on instagram everywhere else at screen vomit one word on all the things Give us a subscribe if you haven't already and a rating and review and share. Tell your friends. How about that? And you can send us an email at screenvomitpod at gmail.com or tweet us with your thoughts on this movie or other movies. Suggest a movie. um, Come out to us. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Happy Pride. (laughs) Kali. Yay. I I got a podcast about labor I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I totally lost my train of thought. (laughs) Uh, I got a podcast about labor. It's called How to Fire Your Boss. It is up now and all the stuff. Baby. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know what we'll be watching next week yet, but we will be joined by a guest. So be sure and tune in for that. And thanks, Ariel, for joining us. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Hell yeah. All right. And we'll see everybody else next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I yawned right at the end. Oh, God. Just laws cannot defeat us. But who defend the workers who cannot organize? And the bosses send their lackeys out to cheat us.